Manimal here. It's Saturday, June 10th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to do a trade show special. So we're going to talk about who we want to see come here to the Rangers to fill the void with DeGrom being gone and knowing that we still need bullpen help. So join us today as we talk about it all, Texas Rangers with the boys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thomas and JC, you're listening to Texas Rangers with the Boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are the Boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy Kev, aka YBK, and I'm your co-host. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. You can also find Texas Rangers with the Boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. <clears throat> you can also follow us on our website, Texas Rangers with the Boys. Dot com. All one word. Me, oh, yeah. Look at, that, look at that. And joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound minimal, a.k.a. Bull, ready for a special trade talk show. How you doing, buddy? And where can I find you on socials? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Yesterday afternoon, we went out to uh, 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 Lupin Stadium, Looper, Lupin, whatever it is out there in Fort Worth to watch TCU. Uh Whatever that Go Frogs thing is, they do with their three fingers and their mm-hmm. whatever that is. Um, we used to have horned frogs around this area back when they when we had the red ants, but the red ants have disappeared. I think all the red uncles ran the red ants mm. out of. Ooh, mm. that's wow. That's a. I that's a. Know what that means, but okay. I don't either. It's a. It's an aunt and uncle joke. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyways, I uh, I'm, I'm doing good. It was hot out there in Fort Worth, at, at Luppin Stadium or whatever. Uh, standing room only for the Frogs as they as they beat Indiana State in the first game of the Super Regional to to uh, to make themselves what one win away now to from the College World Series. So, um, uh, so go Frogs. Uh, it was hot. I'm not going back out anymore this weekend. It was too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, I'm excited about uh, Rangers trade talks. It's even good. It makes it more exciting after the Rangers get uh, stomped on by the Devil Rays. Um, who, who? I, I think I brought devil, the Devil part of that back. I just continued to say it so much that they're even embracing it. Yeah, they, they was, I saw it on the uniforms today and I thought like, it was kind of weird because I thought calling them that back in the day you'd get like fined or something, but uh, uh, now it's, uh, it's back in full effect. But that, that's a good baseball team over there, and uh, man, you know the the zeros didn't come like I predicted for Andrew Heaney, but he wasn't awful. Uh, Spencer Howard, man, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and he let me down, didn't he? But mm. uh, we'll uh, we'll mm. talk about that later. You can find me over there on the Twitter. At uh, Manimal Bull, you can also find me on Instagram at Manimal Three Hundred. 
I have a TikTok page at 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 Bull Pro that uh, I haven't updated in a while. But go watch some of my old videos and see if you like those. And uh, Facebook, Bull Pro, whatever your platform is, find me on it. Let's talk some Rangers baseball. Yeah, yeah. You brought up the um, the the Rangers and the uh, Tampa Bay uh, score, and it wasn't a pretty game for the Rangers. First game on a road trip. Uh, we'll we'll dig a little more into the box score on Monday because the, the show today uh, is all about Texas Rangers trade talk uh, with Jacob deGrom going on the 60 day and pretty much down for the year with Tommy John surgery. You know, we thought maybe it'd be a good time to sit and talk about what kind of options the Rangers have in terms of upgrading the starting pitching staff to hopefully maybe do something to fill one of those rotation spots. And also maybe what kind of bullpen help uh, we could get maybe even in conjunction with that or, or really what's out there to really beef up this staff because regardless of what happens on this uh, three-game series with Tampa, the Texas, the Texas Rangers are uh, gearing up for, for a playoff run this year. And, and barring some kind of utter collapse or, or injury plague, uh, it looks like they're going to be in the fight for it all year. So let's jump right into it. Pretty exciting, kind of fun to talk about this sort of thing. We're going to go through, uh, kind of started off with one of our, our biggest favorites, and then we'll go through a bunch of different teams. And in the end, we're going to do some long shots of who, who could may end up uh, on this team. So uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to jump into our probably our number one target that has been on the target list since we started this show, uh, well, Corbin, Corbin Burns for the Milwaukee Brewers. And there's no guarantee that the uh, Milwaukee Brewers are going to be selling Corbin Burns at the deadline. Uh, a lot of the reason I think that they would be was because they both seemed to be upset with each other um, earlier in the season. Burns kind of had a, a, a rough uh, go of it at the beginning of the season, but he's kind of settling down a little bit now. So, you know, I don't know that he's going to be available, but if he was available, I would be really looking into that because, I mean, DeGrom's not going to be down just this season. I mean, he's going to be yeah. down next season as well. So you got to get into a spot where, you know, you, you know that, uh, you, you know, you know that you've got some stability in that rotation because you know, at the end of the season, I mean, Andrew Heaney, I mean, unless something really, really changes, I mean, he's probably going to opt out of the contract that he's in. And, you know, Martin Perez is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So, you know, you, there's some there's some decisions that are going to have to be made. And there's going to be some, you know, some guys that leave this team at the end of the season, you know, regardless of how good things end up or, or what the, you know, what the mission statement is for next year. But uh, you want to add to those. You want to add pitching to that rotation because you never know what the next year is going to bring up, bring. So what do you think Corbin Burns would – How where would he fit in? I mean, it seems rhetorical, but really, I mean, in all seriousness, like where would he really fit in with this team um, in this rotation right now? And uh, what kind of impact do you think he'd bring? Well, I don't know because, I mean, you're just sliding guys in and, and watching them pitch. So you'd have to watch how he pitches comparatively to how, you know, Evaldi and Perez and, and I mean, thing, John Gray, things can change certainly between now and uh, August, September, October with, with the guys that are throwing really well right now, Gray and any of all the, I mean, you know, at some point they're going to have games where they give up runs. It happens. The best pitchers in the league give up runs. It's, 
it's tough to go out there and have a zero ERA every year. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that it's kind of one of those things where um, right now they're they're in a nice spot with the starting pitching they have, but they could have more. And if they had Corbin Burns, he would probably be somewhere at the top and, and Boach would work him into the, the rotation the way that he needed to be. And, you know, when the playoffs start, they'll just kind of see who has the hot hand and go with those guys. Yeah, and go, there's go another guy on guy. that wish list. Another guy on that wish list for uh, for Milwaukee, uh, Devin Williams. Just go off. Uh, yeah, I man, I, I like. I think he has the best outfit in baseball. What's yeah. what, what's happening back there? Oh, whoa, Sorry, I'm, whoa. I'm, I'm, I was giving my kid a hug. Good night. And obviously, he was he was not in interested. Like, yeah, he doesn't uh, like when mom lets him go, man. No matter. Yeah, what. and and like I was probably, I mean, it probably goes deeper than that. It's probably deeper rooted. <laughs> it's more like probably like he just doesn't like you. No, I'm that's just not kidding. It at all. I'm just kidding. Not it at all. You're, not I, at one. I, I can I can see a hundred percent when you guys are together at ball games how much fun that kid's having <laughs> with his dad. So. I'm just kidding, but he's probably been to uh, more ball games than I've been to before I was like 12 years old. In his first year, yeah, his first year, he's he's got to see a lot, yeah. Um, well, uh, Devin Williams, man, tell Devin, me about this guy. I mean, you're you're so high on this guy. I just think he's got probably one of the best out pitches in all of baseball. His changeup is completely different than anything anyone has ever seen anywhere, and I mean, he, it it floats. It's weird. It's crazy. I love it. Um, he's he's a great pitcher. He's a guy that could probably help this team in the, uh, you know, I mean, he would definitely help this team at the back end of that bullpen. And, uh, you know, I mean, it would just do nothing but make it stronger. Yeah, he's got quite a few years left on his deals or on his, uh, uh, on his uh, ownership from the Brewers. So I don't know that they're going to be exactly trading him, but they've, uh, you know, I mean, if if he was an option, I would love to have it. And then let's jump into uh, a team that the Rangers played a little bit earlier this year, uh, the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and basically we got a list and I'll, I'll read these guys off and then I'll let you kind of riff on them. And if I have questions, uh, I will chime in. So Eduardo Rodriguez uh, seemed to be the first guy that you brought up uh, with this team. Well, I just, I mean, if Detroit's selling, he might be the type of guy they're selling. He's got a couple of years behind this year and, you know, if you're trying to shore up that rotation, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that pre last year had been pretty solid his uh, whole career injury wise. And, you know, as he gets into that 31, 32, 33 season, that might be a guy worth, uh, you know, bringing on on a contract from a while back where he's somewhat cheaper than he would be on the free agent market right now. Awesome. And then uh, so he's he's a starting pitcher. Am I right? Yeah, he's a starter that's signed through 2027, and he's a left-hander that, uh, you know, he, I mean, he was with Boston for a lot of years, and he's been he signed with Detroit after a bad year and his free agent year with uh, uh, Boston. So he's he's on a pretty friendly contract, and you know, he might be somebody that they take on knowing that they're going to at least have him through for a while. Okay. Okay. And then uh, a couple of uh, some bullpen hands that you also liked, uh, Jason Foley, Alex Lang, and Jose Cisneros. Yeah, guys, that I think Foley and Lang are a real, like, uh, you know, dream 
Uh, you'd have to put <laughs> you'd have to put something on the table that I but Cisnero, you package him with. Uh, he's a extreme ground ball pitcher, so it's the type of guy that you could bring on, and he could he you know you, you get a dude on base, you bring him in, he gets the double play, you know that type of pitcher. Um, but uh, you know, and Foley and Lang are both—they're just having really good seasons. Lang is signed through twenty twenty-eight, so that makes me think Detroit's going to hang on to him. And Foley, kind of the same thing. Uh, he's still got a lot of years, so I don't know exactly who Detroit's trying to get rid of, but it's probably not Lang and Foley. But Cisnero on a rental, going uh, going over in a, a trade with like Rodriguez or someone like that—I I could see that happening. Okay. And then and not, uh, let's go, and, go, and go, not go. necessarily and not necessarily see it happen, but like it's something that you know you're looking at the teams that are selling, and that's what mm-hmm. they got, and and, right. and you know that's what I mean by that. Well, there, you're not if you're out there and you're you're selling, you know people aren't going to take your garbage. They're no, gonna want, no, they're going to want the stuff that's that's good. So you know some of the in every year this happens where people we just didn't think were going to get traded get traded. And so I, I don't mind, you know, even the long shot guys because, you know, the Rangers have a very solid, I would say solid, they have a very excellent and very deep minor league. And so even though, um, you know, some of these guys may have control and all that, these are the guys that might be able to actually bring back some really good value for a team like Detroit too, to, to well, get a top, one of the top guys from the Rangers. So And you got to remember that the Rangers have just a, plethora of middle infield talent that guys are mm-hmm. going to want and infield talent in general that guys are going to want teams are going to want because uh you know i mean not everybody's got seager simeon up the middle yeah and then three yeah. guys behind them yeah exactly yeah that's yeah that's no, a luxury that, that the rangers and, have and is, some of these yeah. guys are ready like they're and, ready to play. Like they're and not. And I mean, I I think honestly, a guy like uh, Acuna could bring you back a, a Corbin Burns. I mean, I I'm not saying that that's what you want to give up for him. You know, I, I imagine you're trying to tuck him into, you know, Justin Foscue or Dustin Harris or something like that. But <laughs> right. um, you know, but the, Acuna's the type of guy that you can keep all that starting pitching and and still bring a guy like Corbin Burns back. Yeah, yeah, and and I obviously, if you've listened to our down on the farm show, you know that I'm a huge uh, fan of Louis Angel Acuna, and I, I think he's like, I think he's going to be a major leaguer. He looks like a major leaguer, just seems like he's just got that mentality. So uh, I think if any team would be lucky to have him, and and we'd be lucky to find a spot for him. So let's move on to uh, Kansas City, who when we played them earlier this year, you and I both were like, man. These, they got some, they got some bullpen. bullpen. Yeah, they got some bullpen hands, and they've got some guys that are interesting. I think Scott Barlow is probably the most interesting piece in the He's bullpen. He's the lefty, right? No, I don't think so. He's a right-hander. The other guys are lefties, Amir Garrett. and okay. uh, No, I'm, I'm pretty sure Scott here. Barlow is a, a power, power pitching right-hander that okay. – uh, I mean, he's a six-three, two hundred and ten pounder. So he's a power pitching, power throwing right-hander that averages around ninety-six to ninety-eight. And uh, I mean, and he goes out there and he doesn't. I mean, he's given up three runs over his last five five outings. Uh, two of them were two of them were earned. Uh, he strikes guys out. I mean, every outing you see, it's one, three, one, two, one, three. You know, I mean, he gets guys out. He doesn't give up. 
you know, he doesn't have nights where he goes out there and blows things. And, and you know, he's just a, a very reliable start relief pitcher. And the Rangers, mm-hmm. you know, they need a very reliable relief pitcher. Yeah, Amir Garrett was who I was thinking of because when he oh, came in yeah, he's, against the Rangers, he was he was really impressive. So yeah, that, that's well, yeah, and he, I'm, and I'm he's glad to hurt. see him on that list. He's hurt okay. though at the moment, so I don't know how available he's going to be, and I don't know what kind of hurt he is. Okay, okay, yeah, Barlow Barlow does look like another good one though. Uh, his numbers yeah. are just crazy. Yeah, um, and he, he is. I think he's the best one in that Kansas City bullpen, and. You know, there's a, a Raldis Chapman is probably the next guy on the list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the biggest problem with Kansas City is, is like, you know, I I think with the Kansas City, I would like to see the Rangers go straight up with like a relief pitcher if they made a trade with them where they didn't add any of the, the Royals starting pitchers in there. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing really in a starting rotation. I know you'd be excited no. to bring Jordan Lyles back here. And oh, Zach Grinke oh. Zach Grin- Zach playing for the Royals. Jordan right Lyles, hold on. Jordan Lyles, you're talking about the guy who's 0-10 with a 6-8-4 ERA? Man. Yeah, mm. well, mm. hey, yeah. but he's he's eating innings up there for the Royals. Mm, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely eating, uh, eating up innings. Uh, I'm yeah, not sure I, I if, believe. if it's quality baseball, but 0-10 no, with a 7-ERA, so man, I I remember somebody uh, making advo- advocating uh, for that guy at one point. I didn't anyway, advocate uh, for that guy. I didn't say it was you. I, you know, I, 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 I just said somebody. I didn't advocate for him. I mean, there was no point in this show where I was like, I just said that he had a job to do, and when you're not spending money, he's about the best of the worst to eat innings. That's all I'm um, saying. He keeps getting jobs, very- doesn't he? It was a very vindicating moment to see those statistics. Um, let's move on to the Chicago White Sox, and I gotta, I gotta give my piece real quick with the White Sox because I, I love Lance Lynn, and I, I think he would be like the perfect guy to come back to Texas. I, he, of all the guys on the list, that's not one of our long shots. He seems like the guy that that coming, but he want he loved it when he was here. He was awesome when he was here. Maybe he's not pitching that great right now with with uh, with Chicago, but I just think he's still got it in him. The team is in the playoff is in a playoff race. I just think, man, he would be a guy that that really could come in very much like Eovaldi and be a leader. Um, you know, have some motivation when he got here. And you loved him when he was here. I loved him when he was here. I think he's a guy that might be worth taking a chance on. Uh, and we probably wouldn't have to give a whole lot, give up a whole heck of a lot to get him. No, and and I think there's some really good relief pitchers, in that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that they could also key in on, and if, if they could get Lynn and possibly Graveman, uh, or maybe even they've got Lucas Giolito, Lucas Giolito over there, mm-hmm. that he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, so. He's not going to cost too terribly much either. Uh, they also have Kepich and Cease, who on those, mm-hmm. you know, in the future. I'm not interested in Mike Clevenger. Um, <laughs> but as far as the guys they have in their bullpen, uh, Kendall Graveman is an interesting piece. Uh, and, we, you know, we know Liam Hendricks coming back. And uh, they've got Joe Kelly. Uh, so they have interesting pieces. 
Um, and another interesting piece that I would say in their bullpen that might be a change of scenery guy that comes over here and, and does something good, maybe like a Mark Lowe on the back end of that. Remember the Cliff Lee trade? Um, mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron Bummer, who's having a tr- he's having trouble this year um, in Chicago. But if you look at that guy behind, before that with Chicago, he's been good in the past. And maybe okay. just a change of scenery could help that guy. You know, you put him on as a third player that you take on from uh, Chicago if you're talking, you know, maybe um, Graveman and or Hendricks or Kelly and one of those three starting pitchers that we talked about, depending on how much the Rangers are willing to give up. Yeah, and and honestly, every one of these starting pitchers that we brought up, I think are all very viable options to contribute uh, to the Rangers' bullpen. I, I, yeah, I mean, well, uh, Giolito, they've all had you know, really no, good years. Uh, I, I say, I think, I mean, any of those guys would work into the Rangers' rotation. I think if they went out and got any of those guys, and they would all be worth going out and giving, taking a flyer on. Yeah, I think you'd have to give up the least for Lynn. He might be like yeah. the biggest RO. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they got got him and somebody else, but um, you know, I, I think Chicago is probably kind of the lowest hanging fruit uh, in terms of just what might be out there and what you might have to give the least amount up to yeah. get from them. Uh, so I, I like, I like the, the White Sox and, and we're going to go right across town uh, to Wrigley here in a second. But before we do that, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what's coming up on July 28th at well, July, the Southside Preservation Hall. July 28th at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, Texas. We've decided it's on Lipscomb, right? Yeah, we decided mm-hmm. that it's on Lipscomb. Uh, Ultraviolet Dreamers is uh, going to be the show title. The first big match that was announced was Brick Savage versus uh, is it Jason James? Big monster of a man. He must be six foot five, two hundred and eighty-five, three hundred and fifteen pounds, something mm. like that. Big old dude. Brick's a big old dude, 6'2", 350 pounds. So, you know, two big old dudes probably breaking my ring or whatever. Doing uh, big dude that, stuff. That'll be okay. We'll make it happen. We'll be okay with those guys breaking the ring. We'll just, you know, fix a new one, get a new one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, as always, Kelly's Onion Burger will be there. Starry Ice Cream will be there. Martin House Brew. You could tell you can prove to them that you're 21 years old. They'll let you drink all night long in the building for free. <laughs> don't even have to. Don't. I mean, you don't have to pay for it. You're ridiculous, tip your, man. Tip you're your ridiculous. bartender. Tip your bartender. <laughs> uh, normally, Jamie Holly. He might be wrestling this time. I don't know. So oh, maybe, maybe buddy. you never know who the bartender will be this time. Maybe it'll be the uh, former NWA world junior heavyweight champion, Kevin Douglas, you know, I mean, mm. he's, he's always willing to take on a tip jar. So, you know, yeah, I mean, definitely. we used to do it when we were wrestlers. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't do it now, but anyways, uh, July 28th, Southside preservation hall, ultraviolet dreamers be there because this is going to be a big show. And I don't want you guys to miss it because, uh, you know, if you missed the last one, you missed so much. I can agree. I can agree. Um, I'll say this too. You sold my ticket. You already sold me a ticket with Brick Savage against some six foot five, whatever guy. You know, Brick, uh, Brick and I have kind of got to have built a little bit of some rapport since the last event. 
and you know I've gotten to to watch some of his matches and you know just kind of gone over some of the some of his work and what he's done and he's never wrestling anybody close to his size so you know I'm a huge fan of the big heavyweights so I'm I know super you're looking buddy. forward yeah I'm super looking forward to it uh can't wait to see that one if you guys don't go get tickets for that you are going to miss out and, so, and I'm also positive that this month Avon Axel mm-hmm. is going to be uh, added to the splash pile. You know, <clears throat> after what he did to you with that skateboard, um, it took everything in me not to go and uh, bust him with a chair. I didn't. I'm proud of myself. Uh, I think yeah, he's, your got mom he's got a receipt coming. Oh, yeah. Your, my mom would have got a cane. Yeah, she would have got a cane and busted it over his head. Yeah, she actually hit a guy with a cane. In the it was amazing. It was the fu- yeah, It was the greatest thing I've ever been a part of as a wrestler. <laughs> So let's go across town uh, in Chicago. We'll go to the north side. Yeah, north side. Yeah, let's go to the north side and check out what the Cubs have to offer. You got three names on here. The first name, Marcus Stroman. Yeah, Marcus Stroman. Stroman. He's in the prime of his career. He's got a a couple of years behind this one, I think, maybe one behind this one. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and he could he could bolster the the rotation. I mean, the guys that I want from the uh, you know like I, there's guys in you know on different teams that they can help rotations in certain places. But I, I'm I'm looking for a guy that if you keep him around next year, he's able mm-hmm. to kind of have that same sort of. You know, I mean, no one's going to be uh, Degrom. No one's going to be that. But if no. you've got another guy that. You know, I mean, I think what I like the most about Strowman is that you know he he's competitive and uh, you know at every at every turn and whether he's having a good day or a bad day or a good season or a bad season, he doesn't lose that swagger of who he is and and I think mm. that that can be that can that can translate well with this team because they've got a they've got some starting pitchers with some swagger and and I think Gavaldi right. and. And Gray and those guys are starting to feel some swagger in their in their stuff this year, and uh, so he's one of those guys. Um, you know, they have other dudes that maybe Drew Smiley. Uh, we've tried that before. He's been better with Chicago this year, but I don't know that I would be willing to bring him on. Um, the they have another guy um, that used to be a Rangers farmhand in Kyle Hendricks, that but he's he's kind of struggled a little bit this year. He's just getting hmm. back, so he might be a Hendrix, dude. Hendricks had a pretty good – had some good years, though, didn't he? He definitely did. He definitely did. Those World Series years, I mean, you know, he was as good a pitcher as uh, um, John Lester on those teams. Yeah, yeah. And so, then so maybe their, we get a renaissance from him. Their bullpen, I mean, if we're collecting lighters, we might as well have Mark Leiter Jr. on the team. <laughs> uh, he, he's, been, he's been pretty good for them. And then uh, Michael Fulmer is a guy that he hasn't been very good for them, but he's on a – He's kind of on a one year, and if the Rangers took him on and he turned things around, it's a really good arm. Um, so okay. those are guys that I might be interested in. Uh, most of their other guys are really young dudes that they're probably not that interested in. And Julian Mayweather, I'm not really that interested in him. Uh, you okay. know, I mean, he, he he looks good on you know like, but his ERA is not super great. And when you start looking deeper into his numbers, they're they're not exactly what you're looking for from the from a bullpen hand that you're trading for the deadline. Right, right. <clears throat> so um, let's let's go uh, staying in the staying in the National League Central, a team that was just in town um, 
and your old uh, your old squad from uh, from your childhood, the St. Louis Cardinals, and we're going to kick it off with the guy we face who came out and threw a gem the night we were out there, and that would be Jack Flaherty. Well, yeah, he's a guy. I remember, I mean, not too long ago, this this was an ace of of a, a, a you know a good Cardinals team, and he's had some injuries, and he hasn't been the same guy the last couple of years, but. Really, since the first of May, he's kind of turned things around, and you're only taking him on for this year. So it's not like it's the end, you know. Like I mean, it's not like you've got to have him around forever or anything like that. You're just taking him on for a one year, you know, to as a rental, as somebody that can help you along until you get to the the free agency and you throw every bit of money that you've ever had at at Shohei Otani <laughs> and try and get him to come here. Uh, but, right. Right. But you know, this is the this is the end, probably the end of the line with Flaherty and St. Louis. I can't see them them uh, re-signing him, so he'll probably be a free agent at the end of the year that that goes somewhere else uh, because you know it's just that kind of time. But I mean, this is a guy that's hitting free agency in his twenty eighth season, so you know, I mean, if he has a really nice end of the season, comes to, comes to Texas and has a really good end of the season for them as well. Uh, you know, the, you could see him as a guy that, you know, you can give a couple of years to and, and you know, let him prove that he's healthy. Or he may get a bunch of years from somebody else that are like, well, I'm sold. Right. Well, and you know what I like also about what you said that because he's going into the contract year, guys like that are playing for something. He's not just playing for a title, yeah. but he's also playing for his, for his pocketbook uh, and his family. So and, I, I think that's great motivation. And they have another guy that I would be kind of on the if uh, last year Jordan Montgomery wasn't super good for the Yankees, but when they traded him over to St. Louis, he was really good for St. Louis down the stretch. And Montgomery hasn't been super good for the range or uh, for the uh, Cardinals this year, but uh, if you traded him down the stretch, I mean he's still thirty years old. Maybe that changes scenery, man. Hey, man, some of these guys need to just get out of places. And I know he's only been there a year, but you know the pressure of playing. St. Louis is different than playing in than in in Texas. It's I mean I wouldn't say it's this pressure situation as playing in uh, New York, but you know you're going to get the same crispy uh, uh, views um, in mm-hmm. those outfield boxes from St. Louis as you are in in New York and Chicago and all the other big towns, but. I'm just saying, like, I mean, their fan base is really passionate, and when you're struggling, it can really be hard on you hearing the the hearing everybody on your ass, you know. So no, no, you're, and that's true. When you're part of a winning, like, uh, and we we before we ever started doing this podcast, St. Louis was the organization that I always like wished the Rangers would model themselves after, not the Yankees, not the the Dodgers, these or the Red Sox that are big big spending teams. St. Louis is just a very, very well-run organization. They, they spend money when they need to, but they develop players. They have a high expectation for the team every year. They, aside, this is a, an off year for them, and we, we talked a little bit about maybe the, the coach and, and that whatnot. But the point being is, is what, when you're talking about pressure, it's because the expectations every year is that you're going to go out and you're going to compete. And yeah. That's a tough. That's that's and that's what you want for the Rangers. We're not asking and, the Rangers to go win twenty nine World Series like the Yankees, but but can we just go out there and compete every year, develop players, 
sign the guys we need to sign, yada, yada, yada. St. Louis is a great – Well, and, uh, and St. Louis, they don't even have the signing of guys they need to sign down for. So, they're, they, you know, they, they do it with mostly homegrown stuff and, and go find guys like Miles Mikolos that – you know, and then once people play there and they they have success there, you know, Adam Wainwright, he didn't want to leave nowhere. Mm-hmm. Molina didn't go anywhere. Pujols made the biggest deci- mistake of his life by going somewhere else. I mean, right. you know, the, the they've got it's just a it's just a different setting there. And when you're not a big guy, a big star on the team like that, like like Jordan Montgomery is, as he's hearing it the most with his two and seven record and his four twenty ERA. Well, that isn't much worse than Jack Flaherty's. He's just not been keeping him in the games as much early on, and and that and that kills him. But you know, enough about Jordan Montgomery and his struggles and the Cardinals as an organization in general. They got a couple of relief guys that I really like. Yeah. Uh, Helsley yeah, got probably. Hel- oh, I was going to just go here. Uh, Helsley yeah. is probably not available, but you never know. Jordan Hicks would be a rental. Gallegos has got a year behind him, so they got some interesting pieces. I was just kind of speeding this thing up a little bit because, sure. you know, I mean, we've been talking for 30 minutes about the Cardinals, and, I mean, I know we all, you know, but most Texas Ranger fans, they do not yeah. like the Cardinals. So it's a, sure. I don't want to talk well, too much about them as, a, as an organization, but, but those are three guys out of their bullpen, and they've got others, Stratton, Verhagen, uh, could be guys that would be interesting. Most of the other dudes are a little bit younger that they're trying to hold on to. And then uh, maybe we'll kind of roll downhill here. Uh, we'll go through Colorado and Washington uh, pretty quick. Uh, maybe highlight a couple of guys that you'd like to see from those teams. Uh, Colorado, is Daniel Bard is probably the first one that I would love to see from Colorado. They've also got uh, what's that, uh, left of Freeland, Freeman, Free. Uh, Kyle Freeland. Freeland, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Freeland Kyle. Uh, would be. I'd be interested. Chase Anderson is on a one year, or maybe there's a year behind it. I'd be interested, and they've got some bullpen pieces that I would definitely be interested. Uh, Brent Suter, not mm-hmm. the old hockey guy, the actual baseball guy, <laughs> and then you got Brad Hand, who I mean, just throughout Brad his Hand. whole career, he's been he's been a good hand out of any, any bullpen that he's been in. <laughs> And Daniel Bard, who re- re- resurrected his career, he's still got another year on that contract behind it. I'd take those 38 and 39 years from Bard. He might need a change of scenery right now anyways because of the way things have – no, no, he's just been killing it. Yeah. Yeah, he's been like a 102 ERA, man. Yeah, he's just a monster out there. I love him. I, w- I would love to have that in Texas. And, I mean, he could sure up that back into the rotation. And as we get to Washington, they've got some – They've got some bullpen pieces that I would be interested in, but uh, I'm not taking on um, Patrick Corbin to get those bullpen pieces, you know? Like, that's what I would kind of say, like, uh, in general. But Carl Edwards Jr. is definitely one of the guys on the Nationals that I would be interested in giving them a prospect or two for. And, uh, you know, they got a couple of other guys, but... I mean, they're, they're starting rotation. Those guys are also young, and I'm not 100% sure that they would be interested in giving any of those guys up. Uh, Kyle Finnegan might be available. Um, Carl Edwards Jr. might be available. Chad Cool might be available. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm not interested in all those guys, but I would like to see, you know, there's, there's guys that maybe they could get right in Texas. Um, but, you know, for the most part, Finnegan – 
Edwards. Those would be the guys, maybe even Hunter Harvey. But uh, we'll just see where, you know, Washington has landed on those guys. But uh, uh, none of that starting pitching. I mean, yeah, it's all it's all just too young. And I'm not interested in Trevor Williams. And I'm not interested okay. in Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Corbin's struggling. Uh, yeah, he's been on in, the struggle in, yeah. bus since the season they won the World Series. So, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. not interested in those 303 dudes batting and... average against, that's that's not. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I, think it, I think it even gets. Out of their own farm. I think <laughs> it gets. Uh, and it gets even worse when it gets to, like, his BABIP, where it's the ball's in play. It gets even right. worse. It's like 375 or something like that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I like Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray uh, and maybe even Jake Irvin, but those guys are young. They're not trying to trade those cats unless you're, you know, really giving up something. And I'm not really giving up nothing for any of those guys just no. yet. Let's get them closer to arbitration years, and then we'll start thinking about that. All right. Let's do the fun part. Uh, okay. We got, we, got four, we got four long shots on here. Uh, okay. We're going to say it. <clears throat> Sorry, I am struggling here with my voice. So we got <clears> – sorry about that. We got four long shots here. Um, we're going to save the best one for last. The first one that's on the list is Justin Verlander. Yeah, I mean, the Mets are struggling. The Mets are starting to fall apart. I don't know if they're that interested in trading just yet. But if they are, I'll take those years of Verlanders. He's only got two after it, so, you know – let's go you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i'm i'm with you on that i he, he came to texas so uh and he was truly considering coming here and probably after what he's seen from them this year uh he probably uh wouldn't be too uh too against the idea either and yeah. then another guy that the mets have that i'm a big fan i've always i love guys that you know look like they're ready to kill somebody when they're on the mound and that's max scherzer um if Verlander is going to be available, that might mean that Scherzer might be available as well. Well, uh, and, again, and both guys be... that could come in and fill the void for for a for a Jacob Degrom. There's very few guys that could, but those are a couple of guys that that could. Well, and with Scherzer, he might be more uh, inclined to go somewhere because he has an opt out at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So, and and if he comes to Texas and they have a great year, um, he may want to stay. So you never know. Um, now let's go to the unicorn, the the everybody's wish list, and 29 teams in the in the or would be ready to have this guy, and that would be Shohei Otani. Yeah, um, the the Rangers have the pieces, mm-hmm. but I mean, for one year, is it worth mortgaging? Hmm. You know, I mean, well, if you can get him in town and never let him leave, maybe. But mm-hmm. I mean, you only you only get a couple months with him to try and do it. Yeah, I think I think the Rangers owe themselves a makeup uh, after letting you Darvish get out get out of town. So uh, I would love to see them grabbing a guy like Otani and hold on to him for oh. for the majority of his career. Well, we'll just see if they're interested in putting all those pieces together and all those number figures together to get him at the end of the season. All right, the last guy, and this is wish list, but would probably be the perfect besides Burns. I think might be the perfect fit for this team. Uh, we'd have to give some stuff up for him, but it would be worth every every bit of farmhand that you can give up to get him, and that is Sandy Alicantra uh, down in Miami. The guy is lights out. And I don't know that he's available. I doubt that he is available, but he's mm-hmm. been struggling this year, and he's been a lot worse than he was last season. And, you know, the you never know when the Marlins are ready to start selling. But uh, if Right, the Marlins still – if they, was, they've done crazier things in the past, man. If there was ever a guy that I would love to have here, 
uh, Alcantara would probably be the one. Right. And, that's, right. and that's, I mean, right. and what did we talk about? We talked about like three Cy Young Award winners and Shohei Otani. I mean, of course you'd love to have those guys. But let's get out of here for tonight. And we've, we've done all we need to do today. Yeah, so um, tomorrow uh, this show will drop. Or I'm sorry, today, this will be Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, but this show, this show will drop today. But also um, we're going to record a little bit later in the day today. Uh, and we'll be dropping this weekend as well. And that's going to be our next 15, which is going to be part of our top, our current uh, top 40 prospects, our revised list. That's going to be I, on our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. What's and that? real quick, Kev, I got some names on here. These are all going to be guys that we've talked about and guys that you're going to know. And uh, you're going to, you're going to enjoy this, this portion of the list. You got some names for us? Oh, I'm not going to tell you on this. <laughs> I love it. You go to uh, yeah, so we'll to be... down on the boy, down on the farm with the boys. Yes, sir. So dollar ninety nine a month. Don't forget to subscribe. Just go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangerWithTheBoys.com, all one word, and uh, click that subscribe button, and you will get a taste of the next fifteen prospects. And then after that, we will break down our top ten. So super excited about that. Uh, look for that if you are a subscriber. Look for that to drop probably on Sunday or maybe even late Saturday. So uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out online, uh, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. And uh, we are streaming on every major platform, Spotify, iTunes, and, Amazon, Google, blah, blah, blah. And real quick before we get out of here, uh, the Astros fall to the Guardians in yes! tonight, so, or mm. last night. Uh, so the Rangers do not lose any ground, even with an L. And that is four in a row that the Astros have lost now. Woo, man, that's good news to that's good news to to leave uh, to leave off on. So, uh, look forward to talking to you guys on Monday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have a full recap of the Tampa series uh, over the weekend. We'll get around the horn with the Rangers, and we look forward to talking to you guys then. But for now, this is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are signing out.